0: Hello, this is a Jailer Shark and friends... And Russell. Mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to Minnesota native Eric Heng. Eric runs t Campus, an accredited t not Teflon, teacher training business here in Phuket. Eric and his family have been stuck in the good old US of Anus since March due to the coronavirus. So over the wonders of Zoom... Eric tells us why he came to Phuket and then what got him into TfL teacher training, what's involved with the courses, and more importantly, what he misses about Phuket. Enjoy the show. Train the show. Train the show. That's my line. Ah. Welcome to the podcast. <clears throat> we, um,
1: Thank you very much, gentlemen.
0: Oh, there's a, there's a slight delay. That's just, we're back on Eurovision Song Contest. Yes, yeah, know, yeah. This is nice. Um, so we're, we're, on, we're on Zoom because we're talking to someone in a different country today.
2: It, it feels, in a way, it kind of feels old school. So, I tell you what, Eric, why don't, why don't we start with just kind of explaining, not that anyone really needs to know why, but how you came about being stuck in the US.
1: Sure. Um, I finally got my family over to the U.S. for a vacation, slash holiday. Uh, we left on March 2nd. We were supposed to be here for a month. Um, uh, the, uh, the coronavirus was really reaching its peak um, in terms of global news, probably in our third week. And we made a decision to postpone our return flights, thinking maybe it would be a, a couple weeks delay or something like that. And uh, fast forward four months later, and we're still yeah.
2: here. I mean, any, any idea when you might be back? Sort of September, October, maybe? Or you sort of...
1: Um, you know, because the powers that be in Thailand are so good at communication, proactive uh, uh, <laughs> thinking, and, and all of that stuff. Um, no, you I you being be sarcastic,
0: I, I it's a, it's... Eric? <laughs> are you being a little bit
1: sarcastic? I... I am an American, but I do speak sarcasm. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, the short answer is I, I would think something like September or, or late October is, is sort of the worst case scenario at this point. But obviously, um, everything's changing, uh, uh, constantly evolving. So, um, you know, I don't even think the Thai government officially announced their, their stance on... Um, you know august or september arrival so right now no commercial flights uh, for the time being so i'm I'm thinking october ish right
0: what do you actually do eric because i don't think we've um i have, we, we, like you said when we first had a little chat off air we've only met a couple of times i think at various burger events probably the best burger event in asia um run by myself Obviously. um and only myself yeah. no help at all ever yeah. Um um i no. yeah i've seen you i've seen you around especially talking to to russell you've been lifting weights or doing some sort of crossfit stuff and what do you actually do in Phuket
1: sure Uh, I've got uh, a teacher training company called uh, Tefl Campus and uh, obviously Phuket's populated by by a lot of teachers there so uh, we run a pretty standard internationally recognized uh, teacher certification course for for English teachers Uh, so it's a four-week course we facilitate that and have been doing that for the last uh, five and a half years.
0: Is that what you came to Phuket to do or were you doing something before that in Phuket?
1: Uh, I came to Phuket in April of 2004 to take this exact same course that I now own. Uh, Two of my friends had been teaching abroad. Uh, uh, It was late one night, I decided, uh, I looked at the word Phuket after applying to the course. I thought, it kind of looks like, fuck it. Ah, fuck (laughs) it, let's just go, right? it's a sign uh so um that's what i came to do in 2004 i I taught in korea for a little while taught up in uh sriracha thailand for a while before coming back to phuket in 2007.
2: when you first came out in 2004 was that your first venture out of the states
1: no i had studied abroad in um sunny scotland
2: oh wow uh,
1: uh in 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 two thousand, no, uh, nineteen ninety eight, and uh, did some traveling around around Europe, uh, and that sort of planted the travel bug seed, and gotcha. wanted to get abroad ever since.
2: Okay, that was, so <clears throat> landed in Phuket, did a few bits and pieces, and full time in Phuket from around two thousand and seven, give or take. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, what are yeah, you drinking? Just what? What are you
0: drinking? Just um, then?
1: well. Because it was a forty-minute interview, I've got an extra big glass of um, of red wine here. It's, a it's glass.
0: not. A, it's not a big glass. That's a bottle in a glass. <laughs> it's either your camera. Well, you like, if you've got a fish lens camera, because that
2: glass looks <laughs> as big <laughs> as your head. It's well, like, a fishing profile, right? hey, ridiculous. I'm just having the one glass.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, yeah, Russell, you had, you had mentioned uh, 2007 coming back. I had moved back to the States. Uh, I had completely said goodbye to Thailand. I sold all my stuff. I, I came back to the States. I wanted to find a job in teaching in Africa. I wanted to live on the African continent for two years. Sweet. And uh, a, a guy uh, contacted me to come back to Thailand to, to train teachers. And uh, I had been bothering him to do it for two years, and he finally gave me an opportunity. I, I couldn't really pass it up. Uh, I said, well, I just got back to, to America. When do you need me back in Thailand? He said, how about Wednesday?
2: <laughs> it, was, it was
1: like Monday of that week. So Excellent. I just packed my bags and I moved back. Excellent.
2: Where
0: in the States were you originally from?
1: Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Cold. Uh, no. uh, yeah. Cold. Yeah, real close to Canada. Yeah. But we're, we're sitting at about... Oh, probably 26 degrees Celsius right now, so uh, it's pretty yeah, warm just, right just,
2: now. Yeah, when you say 26 degrees, it kind of feels like, well, that's, that's like here, right? No, that's Fahrenheit. Thank
1: yeah. you. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> no, that was Celsius, um, or maybe even hotter. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I get confused between the, uh, between the systems. I was thinking,
0: oh, that sounds quite
2: nice Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's lovely.
0: Nice temperature.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So in terms of the, the, you came back, you started um, working for the company. Because, I mean, I, okay, I, I know a bit more of the story that, than Jay does. But then at what point did it go from I'm working for the company to all of a sudden, wait, I own it? Um,
1: I think it was 2012. The owners uh, approached the two longest standing employees and said, hey, uh, you guys have been with us the longest. Uh, we we, we want to get out. Uh, and uh, we, we want to offer to you guys first. And uh, the other gentleman had been there longer than me, and, and I said, "Well, it's Simon. It's up to you. You, you, you have priority over me." He said, "Oh, absolutely not. If you if you want it, just you know, maybe if you take it over, please don't fire me right away." <laughs> uh, so uh, uh, it just happened to coincide that uh, I was at a point in my life where I, I thought it was a good, um, a good move to make. And um, long story short, it was about a year later that uh, we finally agreed on on terms, and I took over. Uh, properly it was uh february of
2: 2014. i'm
0: a little sorry i'm a little bit confused of how this all works so you so teachers come so backpackers want to be teachers they come and see you if they just got bored of backpacking or is it people flying over how does it what's the actual i don't know anything about anything i know about t-fail is it non-slip good joke
1: yeah it's uh... Well, it's, it's, you know, uh, it's backpackers, uh, hippies and homeless, usually, who, who take the course.
2: Uh,
1: <laughs> Talking uh, of homeless, your <laughs> look right now kind of fits with that whole thing. <laughs> um, so, James, uh, seriously, though, um, it's, it's probably a wide variety of people who come to us. But basically, most of them are like me when I was in my position in 2004. Hey, I want to get abroad. Um, I like this idea of, of teaching abroad. I've, I've heard of other people doing it. I just want to know how it works. So they they, they hit the old uh, Google machine and, and they look us up. and um, It's basically anybody who's uh, proficient in English. And um, I, when I say proficient, I mean like fluent in English. Um, so they don't have to be native English speakers, but they need to be fluent in English. They need to be an adult. They need to be of, of you know, relative sound mind. And... Uh, no. You know, they they come and they take our our course for four weeks. It's it's not an automatic pass. It's it's proper training. Um, and once they earn the certificate, uh, you know, along the way we help them find and land jobs, or or even after the course we help them find employment. Whether it be in Thailand, uh, around Asia would be our our main uh, center of focus. But we can, you know, we help folks find jobs all around the world.
2: In terms of the the course itself and the certification, is it just the certification from from you and your school, or do you have a like a supporting accreditation with a like a global body?
1: Um, so we're the only Tefl campus, uh, but we're part of of a group of um, centers under what's called the Tefl International um, Organization banner. So there's about twenty five centers around the world, and, and we're one of them. Uh, we did have a location up in Chiang Mai uh, for a little while, but when COVID hit, um, to be honest, it was just bad timing, and I couldn't I couldn't keep the center afloat and pay all the bills without having uh, people coming in. So, um, so we're under that TEFL International banner. And then TEFL International as an organization is uh, accredited slash validated by um, Lamar University, uh, just outside of Houston, Texas. So, so it is, it's not like we just, you know, put a sign up on the wall and said, hey, we'll certify you.
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, because <clears throat> the follow on question is obviously if people come to do the course, get a certificate and apply for a job, what, what accredi- accrediting backing do they have when, when they're applying and what have you? So.
1: Yeah. Um, so on the back of that, of, of being recognized, uh, by Lamar and being part of Tough International, I mean, honestly, I've been helping people find jobs since, um, since 2007. That's been one of my main roles. And, um, we've really had no one come back to us and say, Hey, I'm, I'm trying to get this job and they're not recognizing the situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, what's up. Right. So, um, so no, it's, it's totally legit. And honestly, I mean, I, I don't, I try not to focus on what other people are doing, but honestly, not everyone can say that some people yeah, didn't sure. put up a sign and say, Hey, we're going to certify you. And they have zero standing to do something.
2: Yeah, I, I can imagine. Yeah. I, I'm impressed that Lamar's got a university. And there you go, you see. I mean, as a, <laughs> Before as you a, make <laughs> another joke. As, as, as a rubbish singer, yeah. <laughs> <start out>. um,
0: <laughs> That wine is huge. Yeah. Seriously. It's just
2: not going down. You get, yeah,
0: if you get through that interview, That's, we should yeah. have wine. Why have we what? got through? It's nine o'clock in the morning. That's why, yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, whereabouts, sorry, Eric. Whereabouts is your school-based or your teacher training campus-based?
1: Sure. Uh, We are right in Pukat Town on Pun Phun Phun Road. Um, And so I would say that's sort of like the southern edge of the the real center of of Pukat Town. So if you know the the PTT uh, gas station, petrol station, uh, just
2: by the Seven Eleven, with, with, with the two motorbikes <laughs> out, yeah, the yeah. guy with the long black yeah. hair. I know where you are.
0: Just by the speed bump, and there's, a, there's always a dog there. There's a dog always there.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's between the super cheap and the Seven Eleven. Yes.
2: to anyone else? to anyone that doesn't have experience of, of Thailand listening to this? I'd be like, they're just having a laugh. So those that know about Thailand, they were like, "Yeah, okay, they know. They do know exactly what you mean now, yeah, because that's how we navigate."
0: <laughs> what kind of um, what kind of jobs do the, the, your your kids your kids students? students when when the students pass the four week course? Um, what kind of roles do they go into? What's what's the job? You know, progress progress career. What am I looking for? Or just oh. ask. Them?
1: Uh, process, I think is is protest. Is the there you go. Good.
0: He's good. This one isn't he? <laughs>
1: or process. Oh, yeah. uh, 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 so most most people are looking for entry level positions, right? So entry level uh, TEFL positions are going to be at either um, primary or secondary schools within uh, within Thailand or Asia. They're either going to be public or private. Uh, there is opportunities to to get jobs at universities as well. You're not going to be you know waxing lyrical on uh, on uh, you know philosophy or anything but you're going to be an english language lecturer at a university right so it's a song club who can university i Phuket. um how hold on hold on your...
0: so if i came and did a four-week course it would cost me a discount because you're lovely and you'd give me a discount i know russell obviously <laughs> and then i could go and be a lecturer at a university lecturing english we have to do that. Yeah, that, 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 that has to be done just for that video alone. <laughs> My word!
1: To be to be a fly on that classroom wall.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: What kind of um, when you say, uh, when they go and get a job after they've done your course, kind of what sort of? I mean, I don't understand. What sort of salary are you, would you you know, as a teacher, would you get once you've done your TFA course? T is the wrong
1: word, isn't it? Sure. Uh yeah uh T- Tefl is, is the is the is the, the the acronym right or the initialism I think it is uh, so salary you know at the base base level um I always tell graduates hey don't go for anything other, under under thirty two thousand baht a month if you're trying to live on Phuket or in most provinces in Thailand you know if you're making under that it, life's going to be hard if you can find something in, in the thirty five to forty range and this is assuming you don't have any um, debts that you got to be paying back home, or you don't have a, 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 a family to support. If you're a single young person who doesn't need palatial housing and, uh, you know, uh, big fat lattes and on the Me Pizza every day, you're, you're going to be able to live, you know, pretty well for about $35,000 a month. But to answer your question, Jay, you're, you're probably looking at about realistically a, a wide range of thirty-two 000 to $40,000 by a month.
2: And most, sorry, I was going to say, and most people that are coming out to do it, they're not necessarily looking for, this is my immediate career change, this is me moving for one, I'm jumping I'm my life in, in place. A, I'm moving to Phuket to do this course, and that's going to be my career path. Or is it more of a, at this moment in my life, this is what I'm going to do, you know, for a couple of years, travel, and, and maybe then see where it goes after that.
1: There are probably two, two big groups that people are going to fall into. Um, one of them are going to be like, hey, I've just been to Unity. I'm going to do this gap year kind of thing, but I'm a little bit curious. I want to dip my toe into the education world and get a bit of travel underneath my belt. This is what I'm going to do. A lot of my friends have done it. I'm going to give it a shot, right? So that's the that's the lion's share of, of the people who come through our course. The second biggest group are going to be folks who are, have been in a profession, and they're not happy with it. They're usually usually sales, um, usually um, some sort of administrative job where maybe they're middle, mid-level management and they're just dissatisfied with with yeah. their professional life and, and they want to do something different. Um, I think, you know, reading to the lines, I think a few of them are probably trying to reinvent themselves a bit. And um, those two groups are, are the biggest uh, that we see. I'd say the other two are established teachers who have proper certifications. They've got uh, licensing in, in, in the US and in UK or in Oz or wherever and they want another feather in their cap. So they're gonna they're gonna get this training that's specific to, to TEFL rather than teaching a core subject like math or or okay. something like that. And then honestly we, we get some folks who just are maybe a little bit lost and are just trying to figure something out and they're just yeah. gonna give this a shot.
0: Okay. How much does it cost? Um you
1: know uh, between 1200 and 1600 US. Um, and that's pretty standard for, for programs uh, like ours.
2: Do you have a, I'm guessing you've probably got, a, in terms of your different groups of people, you've obviously got a fairly diverse age range of people that, that will fall into that as well, actually, right? People fresh out of uni, and, kind of change, you know, midlife crisis, and all of that.
1: Yeah. So probably within those, exact, exactly. So we've got like uh, young to middle 20s right gap year just finishing or we're probably looking at 35 to 45-ish uh, for the big range Yeah, we, we get some retirees um and and some folks in the middle but yeah those are the two biggest age groups that
2: we get is there from from your experience a um what's the, what's the i do how to phrase this right do you find one particular group lends themselves to the teflon environment more than others In as much as the retirees turn out to be the best ones or is it more like a complete spread? It just depends on the individual, regardless of age or or how they got there. No, age
1: I have found has very little to do with it. The only only thing that I've seen that differentiates the younger from the older students is, um, you know, to be honest, the brain can handle so much. And we do we we give a lot of information, a lot of training, and it comes at you fast, and it comes at you. You got to keep on top of it. Uh, and I, I know that the older students um, do struggle with some of that information overload, a little bit more um, with a little bit more prevalence than younger ones. But really, you know, regardless of age, if you're if you're working at it, if you're keeping up on your stuff, then you're probably going to be okay in the course.
2: And in terms of, uh, I was going to ask you about how things were going in Chiang Mai, but you've, you've kind of washed that one already. So, um, and also yeah. taking taking the, the wonders of 2020 out of the equation for the moment, what are your, or what were perhaps is a better question, your plans for for what you're doing with the campus, like the next plan yeah, um, you can plan for.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, um, I had some plans, and they're they're you know they're in the bin. So, um. Moving forward now, we, I'm, I'm quite honestly opposed to most of the online training stuff in, in this profession. It just, it's just not, um, it's it doesn't lend itself to, to actual real meaningful um, training. Uh, but hybrid courses can work, and we're we're going to probably modernize and, and move into a hybrid situation where um, theoretical um, uh, theoretical teaching principles. Um, language awareness which is just a, a nice word for grammar and, and phonology we can we can study that online and we can cover that online but, but people need to be in the classroom training before they go into the classroom live i mean i i i know you're in the dog profession i without any training I, I couldn't handle one dog for an hour much less you know seven you know or whatever it is so um, we need to modernize our, our systems a bit and that's the that's the main goal in the next uh, few months
2: Uh, I I completely understand where you're at with that, because even for my profession, there's so many people that are moving to online Zoom calls for training. Um, And I've had a couple of consultations with people um, because, yeah, I can see you with the dog and see some some of the things that you're doing wrong or right and what have you. But generally speaking, across the board, you can't be being in the same room face to face and going through the process with people. So is there a room for maneuverability that yes, like likewise I could do a few more bits online. Sure. We could all do that. But I think moving everything lock stock in that direction is not conducive to the better way of learning.
1: Um, And for some people, it just doesn't work. A lot of people just don't want to be online. Uh, It's just unfortunate that they're, they're in the minority. And then the reality of the situation is, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty big uh, investment, right? So to come over, it's a scary venture for a lot of people to move and, and just think that we're just going to land this job. So it's, it's a foreign notion to a lot of people and some people aren't ready for it. So um, if, if there's a hybrid situation where people can get introduced to the profession or, and or the idea of teaching it from the comfort of their, of their home or their own town and then make that jump I think it, it might work for a lot more people.
0: Yeah. When people pay the money to come over and have your um, classes for the, uh, and learn, Is the the cost including accommodation and and food or is it just you're just paying for learning and everything else is up to them to find? Or I mean, how does it work? So, I've got a cousin who wants to come over to Phuket to learn to be a teacher. What's the situation? I don't have a Um, real cousin. It's it's not a real cousin. (laughs) It's a fictional cousin, by the way. (laughs) Just in Um, case you are wondering, I'm not not trying to get you any more work. (laughs) Right.
1: Our course very much like others, and we usually have offered two packages. So you can get the um, just the course on its own, standalone, right? And there's and there's a rate for that. Uh, and our last course that we did, that everybody was on that package because everybody had already been in Thailand or living in Phuket. You know, it's just with the with the borders being closed down. Um, the other package uh, that that we offer a, a lot like other other courses is one that does include accommodation. Has a few other perks here and there, like let's say. A, airport transfer, uh, maybe a bicycle rental, something like that, right? So uh, they offer a few perks, And, um, you know, we put people up in two different accommodation options that they could choose from. And, uh, you know, so all in all, let's say, you know, you, you do the accommodation that's included, then you're looking at ah, probably 1,500 US. What is that these days? Uh, a thousand quid? Uh, yeah, quid. About, a
2: mil- oh, sorry, about 40, yeah, baht.
0: Million pounds or something, million euros. <laughs> Exchange rate. <laughs> yeah. um, Eric, where do so, your sorry, yeah. where where do most of your um, students come from? Is there a nationality that's that's, that's um, more prevalent? Thank you. What does that word mean? Is that, that what I'm trying um, to say? Yeah. Okay.
1: Uh, these days, the uh, vast majority are from the US, with the UK being uh, second, and then I uh, we've got a mix.
2: When you say the UK. Yeah. You mainly mean Scotland, Wales, and Ireland, or Northern Ireland, I should really be say, because um, in my experience—yeah, I wouldn't include—I would—I wouldn't
1: include Ireland in the UK. Mr. Yeah, 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 <laughs> I said Northern Ireland. But
2: yeah, there's there's not a lot of English English teachers that I've come across here, right? They're they're all from either Scotland or Northern Ireland or even Ireland or from the US, the Australia, they're from everywhere except England. Yeah. <laughs> um.
1: Well. I, I guess I wouldn't say that I, we do get a lot of a lot of them from from England. Uh we used to get quite a few Irish we would get like like one Irishman or an Irish gal on the course of month but those numbers have dropped off so uh, American Canadian UK Oz and then quite a few European nationals who speak English fluently Um South Africans, whoa, 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 sorry, can't forget the South Africans. They, uh, for a good while, they for a good while represented a a good share of our uh, demographics, but those numbers have dropped off as well. It's very obvious that the Thai government is uh, making it harder uh, for South Africans to to get in and stay in.
0: Which isn't a bad thing, to be fair, because there's an awful (laughs) lot of them on this island and they don't speak very nicely. And they're all racist. We
2: need, to, we need to control the numbers.
0: <laughs> are they all racist? Or that have I gone too far? Probably. Okay.
2: In terms of in terms of your in terms of reaching your, your demographic markets, what, what's your sort of main sort of marketing push? Um, or, or how do you do it? How do you reach out to your, your different because you're 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 taking people from around the globe. So are yeah. they finding um, you or you look actively reaching out to them?
1: I, I feel like my second job is now like an SEO expert, like, and I use expert real loosely. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it is just an ever constant battle to keep up with the, uh, with the search engine optimization stuff. So um, I work with a, a good friend of mine uh, and he helps out a lot. Uh, probably two, two good friends of mine who who help out quite a lot. And they're both here and they understand my business fairly well. And um, they, they, they've given me the, the vast majority of the knowledge that I have. So it's, it's all done through um, online stuff. And anybody who's a small business owner kind of knows what, what that's all about. It's, it's content marketing. Um, it's keeping up on good reviews. It's um, uh, you know, it's, it's contributing uh, in, in whatever way I, whatever way the SEO experts tell me to do it, because I, I swear every week it's something different. Yeah. yeah. No, fair enough.
2: It's a tough one. Isn't it?
0: They make it like that. So that, we can have a job, us SEO-type people. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. But you're right. The main, the main thing is is content, 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 and just keep updating. And uh, Sorry, we're we doing the marketing consultancy yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. Um, Eric, while you're over there in um, Minnesota, is that right? Yeah. Yep. thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know anything about Minnesota. It's cold. Apart from it being cold and 26 degrees, <laughs> what uh, – Sorry, I've got two questions because my brain's working. Sure. <laughs> My first question is, how are you running your school when you're set over there? And my other question is, what's interesting about Minnesota? So maybe answer the school question first, and then tell me about Minnesota. Okay. All
1: right. So um, left, so we, we had to close down the school for a while, while, while no schools in Thailand could, could operate, right? So we had to cancel two months of our course. So I, I used most of that time um, sitting on my duff uh, and um, doing... Next, uh, what is it? The square root of uh, of Fakon, right? Yeah. Uh, but that only lasted for about a month, and then I said, okay, this this had this had better stop. So um, I worked on SEO stuff. I, I did administrative uh, company building stuff. So when we when we went live with our with our course that we were able to run starting uh, in late June, I did uh, Google Meet teleconference classes for some of our lectures. Uh, luckily enough, I've got an excellent uh, co-worker who knows our company inside and out. Without, without him, I couldn't have, uh, have done it. So he ran the show on the ground. I delivered lectures um, at my time. It, would, it was 9 or 9.30 at night until 12 or 12.30 12 here uh, in the States, right? Um, and... Um, I, I communicated with our trainees over email for, for doing um, my, my noble job anyway. So aside from those teleconference lectures, really not much changed, right? Uh, interesting about uh, Minnesota. Well, let's see here. From from uh, the biggest picture, you know, everybody knows that Prince is is from here. Prince. Uh, Bob Dylan is Bob Dylan is originally from here. Uh, we like <laughs> sorry, Jay, did you say who's Prince?
0: <laughs> no. Yeah, my, my jokes are wasted sometimes when there's a delay. You've
2: got the larger shopping mall in the states, don't you? Oh, have you got a big shopping mall? Oh yeah.
1: Uh let's see here. Is it the biggest one in the States still? Oh, I think uh Mall of America, yeah. Um we get a lot of snow. Uh God, what's interesting about Minnesota? My god.
2: Yeah um, I've been here five months <laughs> and I'm struggling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We have a lot of lakes, Jerry. We have a we have a lot of of, of uh, watercraft options for just about anyone in everyone's interest.
2: More importantly, that's, and I know this is an important question for you, um, do you have a decent CrossFit box?
1: Uh, um, that's a no. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, we do. Uh, it's not it took you. Me a little, it took me... <laughs> No, no, it's not. Um, it's good. It's it's kept uh, it's kept me sane a little bit. It's uh helped me feel much better about my my fitness. Uh, has got a very good community of people uh in there, um, and they were kind of bucking the system there for a little while. They were doing outside classes when a lot of places weren't. So they opened up. Uh, I think it was May. When we were doing the 100K May Challenge and I was able to do CrossFit and, and the running side-by-side uh, side for a little while. So, yeah, that has been um, a, a saviour, absolute saviour.
2: So, you two
0: met over a... <laughs> I was going to say over a... No, we
2: met over a pint, probably in O'Malley's, oh. back in the day. I
1: O'Malley's, yeah.
2: yeah, Back in the... that day, yeah. yeah. Where was O'Malley's? In Buket Town. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 You were a Montreal Town boy, weren't you? Mont... Montree Road. That's the
0: one. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when did this uh so you've obviously got a passion for CrossFit? When did this passion all kick in?
1: Um uh almost almost three years ago. Um I had fallen ill uh, uh from uh, pneumonia and was hospitalized for the first time in my life and I was I was out of shape and, and just, just, just said, Hey, I got kids, I just can't this can't be how I'm gonna continue. So I got into running a bit and then um a friend of mine from from London is like, "Hey, you got to come down to this CrossFit place." I'm like, "No, absolutely not. I don't want to be part of the cult." <laughs> and then I went one time, and the cult just sucked me in. Yeah, absolutely sucked me in. It's good fun. I've also I also recently turned to vegan, and I have in, invested in uh, some uh, Bitcoin. So you know, I can talk about CrossFit,
2: Bitcoin, veganism. <laughs> first, have you gone fully no. vegan? Just or are you opting out? Just in the now? CrossFit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Been a lovely conversation. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for your time, Eric. Really appreciate it. I, I hope you enjoy the snow.
2: Yeah. I'm so invited yeah. you on. It seemed like a good idea. We had a mine. hot chick we could have done today, yeah, yeah. and you get Eric, awesome vegan. vegans! <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. all right. Last question, Eric. Looking, uh, <laughs> looking ahead, ahead, I appreciate in the current climate, none of us can can really do that. Um, but what sort of things have you kind of maybe got left on your bucket list?
1: For for being in the States? Uh,
2: no, no, just, just generally in life. It's, uh... Oh, my God, Russell.
1: Uh, <laughs> bucket list for life. Um, <laughs> yeah,
2: just you definitely you know, Russell.
1: Um, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe make sure my, my kids um, end up being decent human beings. Um, Try to try to maintain a a, a good healthy relationship, that I still manage with my wife after ten years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, you know what? Actually, you know what? This is it. When I when I started out coming to Thailand in two thousand and four, I had a goal of, of living on uh, the six habitable continents for for two years. I'd already done North America. I've done Asia now. Uh, I really would like to live um, on the remaining, you know, South South America, uh, Australasia, and Africa for two years each. I just want to. No. And, and maybe step foot in, uh, in America at some point.
0: Which particular order of continents would you do first and last? It's a good question. Yeah. Then we find out how. Uh, d- is.
1: <laughs> let's do. Uh, let's do. Uh, assuming the kids are in school, I'd probably do Europe first. Uh, South America after that. Uh, Oz, maybe. No, no, no. no. Africa's going to have to come in there. It's, it's, You know, probably need a younger soul to, to deal with some of the uh, things and, and realities of, of, of living there. Maybe, maybe ours last. Yeah. But mostly due to the population.
2: On a, on a side note, just obviously you've been away for five months um, and right, you're back home. You know it. You've got some contact in there. But you've got the, you've got the wife and the two young kids there as well. And they're, they're now there four months longer than they anticipated. How's everyone coping with the with life in the States um,
1: swimmingly and I'm and I'm not I'm not kidding I, um, I think my wife has a lot to do with that I think my exposure to, to Asian thought um, at least for the for, for 15 years has a lot to do with it I've just you know what is the point in getting worked up about something you can't control yeah I mean we have our we have our moments uh, my wife and I'll probably take our turns having our days but we try to support each other when we have them um, but that west that 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 western mentality you know of just this isn't right and and you can bang your head against the wall all you want but it's only going to hurt you in the end so a a healthy dose of acceptance and just and just waiting it out uh has helped out a lot yeah. uh, my kids are well behaved um they're they're just you know they don't have to go to school yeah. they have their yeah. grandmother who's spoiling them uh they've got all these new things to to explore and look at um you know, so they, a they, they're, in coming home.
2: That's what you're saying.
1: <laughs> literally, literally okay. like my son's like, I'd like to go home. I said, Oh really? He said, yeah, I want to go home for a couple of days. I want to see my friends and then we can come back. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Eric,
0: are you, is your wife American?
1: Uh, my wife's time.
0: Okay. So is is the reason are you not wanting to come back or is it the fact you just can't get back?
1: Um, so we can get back. We, uh, the Thai Repatriation Program allows you know, them to get back. I have a work permit and, and I can get back. Uh, the problem is really is that it's just so damn expensive. Mm. Uh, we have existing flights that we would have to walk away from. We'd have to purchase new flights. Yeah. The, I don't know if, if anybody who's not, who hasn't had to look at it, but the rates for the alternative state quarantine yeah. I mean well, for, it's a family, in- for a family of four?
0: Yeah, yeah my a um, friend of mine just came back and, and she was in quarantine. She's Thai and she was in quarantine in Bangkok and she went for the, 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 the free option, which was a, a, yeah. a, a basically a room and food was delivered and, and that was it. But on Phuket, there's only two options and one of which is Trasara. And for a family you can't of-
1: even get to Phuket though. No, you can't
0: oh you can't even you, you yeah. have to go Bangkok you can buy
2: first. Bangkok.
1: Because because the route to Phuket has been postponed or or, or you know it's just yeah. not available. So yeah. once we stop in Bangkok, we can't get to Phuket. Yeah. And I know those guys are eligible for free quarantine, and I perhaps am not. I haven't actually gotten to the point where I can ask. But basically, our uh, our our uh, it's not even an agreement. It's just an assumed thing. We just we're not going to separate. We're not going to separate them at all during this entire thing for fear of something happening and yeah. being one of those. You know, I, I've, I've read some stories. It, it, it breaks my heart to, to listen to these, these folks who are separated over this. And uh, we just won't do it. So um, yeah, we're, no, we're it's
0: interesting. Uh, Sorry to interrupt. i got a friend in Singapore who is being stuck there and his family's here. And he can't get back to Phuket. And I, I'm, I'm in the same situation. I where I, I was thinking of going back to the UK with, the, with my kids. But then to come back in is just going to be a nightmare. An absolute nightmare. So we just didn't bother going back.
1: For for all sorts of reasons. I mean, it's um, it's a complex system, but I, I honestly think that the Kaiser are doing the best that they can, I and mean, they're they're taking a uh, a very very cautious approach to opening the borders back up. And I can't blame them for it. Uh, why, you know, why why would they let me in uh, with all the cases going on in the U.S.? I mean, why why would they be interested in in letting us in? So, you know, we just have to just wait it out and. I'd hope that it's sometime in 2020. I mean... Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it might not just be about you being American. Your look is a little bit scary as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do look like someone who's I've been living in the woods for the last
2: five months.
1: <laughs> you should see my new driver's license picture. It's not pretty. Yeah. It's, it
2: scares me. It's kind of like the Unabomber, but let's not go there.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: i yeah. it? I've um, heard well. Yeah. What's it like in the states at the moment for, for the with the whole situation go? Because I mean, obviously, we we read the reports on either CNN or BBC News, and you know, we don't really get what's it like for you. What's you know, what's the feeling like?
1: Luckily, I live in a state that has people who um, have cooperated for the most part. But even within my state, I live on the edge of the suburbs. So if I go outside of the suburbs, no one's wearing masks. If I go north and I go closer to the cities, everyone's wearing masks. Right. Um, and then my my network of people that I know kind of uh, encapsulate both of that. So I have I have friends who are absolute COVID deniers. I just read, you know, a thing on on a, on a, on acquaintances Facebook and that made me want to just choke them next time I see them. <laughs> um, and I have I have nurses who I have friends who are nurses, you know, who are. They they won't go out and see me even though they haven't seen me in years. They're just like, yeah, we'll do a Zoom, but like I can't, you know, I can't take the risk. So, um, but but overall, it's it's kind of surreal to see it firsthand. The 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 divisiveness um, that that this has generated, and it's so mind blowing. I was like, how how? I mean, I can, I can I can understand being divisive over politics, but not over a health concern. Yeah. Um. So it's it's been interesting to be here and uh, I mean the not related to COVID but even you know that the George Floyd you know killing in Minneapolis was was in you know it was 20 minutes away from me mm-hmm. and we had protests for a week so I mean we've got COVID we've we've got uh, the only riots I've ever lived through in my hometown you know people are like what's your wife of call all this
2: yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, even... this is just like this honey this is just an
1: average Tuesday <laughs> It's a crazy, it's a crazy, crazy time to be here. Most of me is is super happy that I am here um, to see it. mainly mainly because I can spend so much time with my family and and use it as an excuse to, to be here for five, you know, five months, maybe seven when it's all over. Who knows, longer than that. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's a little pang of like, can I please get to Al Can I please go to Go Bank and have some Kao And can I just get some? You know, some so and you know, I, I just need. To get uh, are
2: there any decent Thai restaurants near you?
1: <laughs> huh, you know the answer. To that. It's absolutely <laughs> horrible. Uh, nothing compares. My wife has has cooked up so much food, and I mean, literally, like we've had little friends that said like, "Can you guys come over and can we just like watch uh, Glee cook and we'll get some tips?" And like, she really, really has literally done that. Yeah. And um, no, she's. She's by far offering the best Thai food in the, uh, in the Twin City area. <laughs>
0: Excellent. Are you a, 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 a what's American sport fan? Are you? That, that was terribly wordy. That was too early <laughs> on a Monday morning. Um, what sports of American variety do you like?
1: Um, I still like my baseball and I know it's, I, I, I know it's, you know, most people seem to be boring, but I, I like my baseball. I have, Kind of gotten back into American football a little bit just for its complexity, but through and through, I'm, I'm more of an alternative sports guy. I, I like I like uh, alpine skiing. I like I like um, uh, extreme sports. I, I, I've gotten into MMA stuff, not personally, but just to watch the the, the drama of it all. Um, motorsports, nah, no. Nah. Uh, Aussie rules football, I I really like that. But as far as American sports go, pretty much baseball. That's your sort of thing, is it?
0: I don't mind baseball. I find it quite boring to watch. I've watched one live game at the stadium and i found it incredibly boring to watch live. But I actually quite like watching high... But I think I watch highlights of everything, to be honest. Uh, I just want to... Go on.
1: From the sound of it, I've never been to a cricket match, but it sounds a lot like, you know, we're not really there for the cricket. We're there for the afternoon, to be in the sun, to have some beer and to have some banter. Um, So, you know, that's that's what a baseball game you
0: know yeah I was a, I, a I was a young boy taken by an older man who i didn't know so it was kind of a different experience for that's me. a different yeah, was
1: that in the was that of the church or was that the, the <laughs> catholic church or well
0: the, he did know the priest yeah they yeah. might have had a little com <laughs> there was some money changed hands <laughs> and i was at a baseball game i don't know what happened i it's just because i was just, I was just trying what my...
1: what what base did what jay what base did he get to with you
0: yeah. <laughs> home run, baby. I tell you what, best home run ever.
1: Oh, realise swag.
0: The only, <laughs> I just realized the only thing I know about Minnesota is the Minnesota Vikings, Brock Lesnar, he's from Minnesota, isn't he? Yeah.
1: You yeah, know he is. Him? I was, I actually, I served him in a bar, and he is mass. He's has ever been as massive in person. Probably bigger in person than he is on, tel- on television. It's incredible.
0: That's the only thing I know about Minnesota.
2: Really
0: <laughs> Eric, is there any um? Is there anything you, that you, apart from the food that you just mentioned that you obviously miss about Phuket? Is there anything else that you miss that you would, you know, that you'd love to come back for? Other than us, um, we've just met. I, like. uh,
1: well, speaking of, uh, I, I dearly, I, I miss dear friends for for sure. Um, I don't miss any part of Thai driving whatsoever. <laughs> uh, uh, that, that sticks out in my mind more of what, than what I, what I actually do miss. Um, I think I probably miss just getting out of the beach or even having the option to get to a beach. I mean, on a Saturday to just say, yeah, let's take a 12-minute drive down to Yod and, and just hang out at the beach. Yeah, I probably miss that the most.
2: That was the podcast. That was Eric. I like Eric. I like Eric a lot. Thank I feel really you. bad that he's stuck in the States. I, well, in a lot of ways, he's enjoying it, though. That's kind of cool. I was. Um, it was interesting
0: talking to someone who is in that situation. I didn't realise his wife was Thai and his yeah, kids are. Goy little. is
2: absolutely lovely. She's a really, really just salt, be, the earth, salt of the earth person. She's great. That I mean, must be tough.
0: So the, the the bigger reason they're not coming back is to stay together as a family. Correct.
2: That's lovely. Which which and and to be fair, and it makes a lot of sense as well. Just especially especially at this sort of time with what's going on, just stay together as the unit. Right. It's a crazy so, time, baby. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. And it's re- and, they, and, and it's great to hear that the you know the kids in particular are having such a of a time with well, the must grandparents. Love
0: it because yeah because they've, it's a whole new experience for them. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to start snowing soon. It's twenty six degrees. <laughs> yeah.
2: And they're going to see snow probably yeah. for the first time. Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure that's the first time they've all. I think it's like the first time it's finally got the family all over there. I could be wrong about that. Got to ask. But I'm pretty sure I think that's the case. But yeah, even starting so, to do that, we're going for a month for a nice long holiday, and all of a sudden it's, we're here for. What's five months now, it's probably going to be closer to seven before they get back, so...
0: Absolutely. What a nice man. I like him. He's yes. good. If you want to have English lessons, or you want to... Not English lessons. If you want to be a oh, TOEFL like, I might. If I can get the money, I think I should go and do it, and then I'll be a Just university. for the shits and giggles. The fact that I think with my English language, yes. Yeah. My computer's going nuts today. <laughs> um If you want to go and support Eric, you can. We'll put the link in the descriptions. Go and uh, click on his stuff if you're interested in learning to become a... Tefl, TEFL teacher, yep. not a Tefal teacher. Not um, Non-stick, baby. Um, and if like us on Facebook, like us on Twitter, like us on Instagram, whokeptpodcast.com is the website. Russell's got a busy day today. I do. I've got a busy day today. You do. So should we get out of here?
2: Good plan. Cheers, buddy.
0: Thanks. Bye. Bye.